The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What's up, guys? This is the Talk in the Draft podcast. I'm your host, Connor Liveszy. Joined by my co-host tonight, Dalton Miller. We are joined by a very special guest, Duke Ed Rusher, Vic, Victor Dimukeji. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. How you doing? We are doing great, Dalton. I know you're doing well. Uh, we're excited to have you on tonight. Uh, one of our, our favorite pass rushers in this draft. Uh, we actually talked to Patrick Jones a couple days ago from Pittsburgh. Um, and it, it's crazy because so many of these guys in this pass rush class are so jumbled up together. A lot of guys got the similar skill sets. Have you taken a look at any of these other guys? Like, how do you kind of compare yourself to some of these other guys in this draft? And how do you see yourself graded as, as one of these guys in this draft? Um, you know, I just really focus on myself when it comes to, um, you know, being a pass rusher. Um, I know my skill set. I don't really compare myself to other people. I just, um, just focus on my skill set because I'm a different player. I'm a different type of pass rusher. Um, so other than those guys, but there's a lot of, there's a talented group of guys in this class and um, I'm excited to see what the future holds. Yeah. And, and you, uh, you, you, you know, we're going to get all to your skill set, uh, the way you use, the way you win all that here in a little bit. Um, we want to start kind of talking about high school. You grew up in Baltimore, Maryland, um, you know, big city. You, you played football at private school at the boys Latin school. Can you talk a little bit about where you grew up in Baltimore, kind of what got you started into football when you started and what kind of got you to the point you are today? Yeah, um, I just grew up in Baltimore in the Randallstown area. Um, I started playing football in the eighth grade. Um, one of the coaches reached out to me and, like, I was one of the bigger guys in my class, of course. So he reached out to me and was like, how about you give it a try? And um, I was a football fan because I watched it as a kid. And um, guys like Ray Lewis and, like, I was a Ravens fan at the time. Cause I was, I lived in Baltimore at the time, so right. I was excited. I like I wanted to be one of those players, those big time players. Um, and then I just started playing, and um, I, um, I went to Newtown High School in Baltimore my freshman year, and um, I got reached. Uh, Boys Latin reached out to me at private school my sophomore year, and um, it just went from there. I know all about that. I, uh, I went to school in Pennsylvania, and in 7-on-7, seven seven, we had Boys Latin come up. I'm a little bit older than you, but we had Boys Latin come up in 7-on-7s seven and whoop up on us, so I know all about that <laughs> private school life. Um, so how does that 
that process work when it comes to, you know, you're at a, a public school, you're, you're playing football and you get reached out to and say, Hey, like we have an opportunity for you to come play at this. It's, it's like your first bout in recruiting. And how does that differ from college recruiting? Um, it was different for me. For me, it was a no brainer because boys Latin was one of the best academic schools in Maryland is known for his academics for sure. So I couldn't turn that down. And um, it was also like a better opportunity to play at the next level. Um, you know, the coach did a great job recruiting me, and I just felt like it was the best situation for me to further my future as a football player and as an um, academic player. So what is it like going from, you know, big public school in, in Baltimore and then going to a, a private school like Boys Latin? What, what is the, the difference in class size? Because I know it's like seven or eight to one there. And do you think that you would have ended up at a school like Duke um, academically if it wasn't for that private school experience? Oh, yeah. The transition um, from Newtown to Boys Latin was a – I had to make a transition quick because – um, Newtown had like a big population as far as teacher to student ratio and boys land was more like a six to one ratio like you said earlier so it was I had to make the transition quick I mean the classes were tougher of course and um, you know it was tough for me but um, I made a transition um, the classes the classes was really tough it prepared me for like Duke for sure because like when I got the offer from Duke I was like it's a no-brainer because it's kind of like a good transition from um, high school to college um, similar classes, similar challenges you face. And, um, you know, I, like, I, like I was excited to um, get the opportunity to go to Duke because it was kind of like another challenge in the step of process as far as, like, academics. So, you know, with the, the class sizes and, and all of that, you know, what other schools offered you outside of Duke? How quickly were you able to understand, like, Duke is where I want to go? And then what did you end up studying when you went to Duke? Um, I had offers from like a lot of academic schools from Notre Dame to Duke to all the Ivy League schools um, offering me basically. And, um, you know, when it came down to it, I had to choose Duke because the academics is uncomparable in big time football in the ACC. And um, after talking to my parents, they felt like that was the best fit for me. You know, um, Duke program was on the turnaround and I felt like that was the best fit when I visited the coaches and stuff. And also the academics that boys I had prepared me for really helped me. Make, help make the choice easier for me and um I ended up when I got there I ended up um I actually went there hoping to um study mechanical engineering but I um I switched to evolutionary anthropology with a marketing certificate and um, I think Duke is one of the only schools to offer that major and um I chose that because I wanted to be a PA a physician's assistant later when when my playing days are over so that's how I came up with that that's so the, awesome man the, the one thing I thought was real impressive just kind of digging into your background is when you got to Duke, you started every game as a freshman and that, that rarely happens, you know, nowadays, normally guys either redshirt that first year, or they, they play that rotational role their first year. Was that something that you talked about with the coaching staff at Duke going there? Did that lead to your decision or did you just work your butt off and get there and then, you know, take somebody's job pretty much? No, I, we didn't talk about me going in there and starting because the coaches are not like that. They give us, <laughs> You know, Coach Cut, Coach Albert, those guys, they're genuine coaches. And, um, you know, they play fair. Like, if you're ready to play, you're going to play. So just going in there my freshman year, I, didn't really, I really didn't know what to expect. You know, the stuff I got there, I got to study in the playbook. Um, you know, just taking notes, um, talking to the older guys on, like, how I could improve my game and what to expect and stuff. And, 
And um, by the time fall camp came around, you know, I just worked my ass up, my butt off, and um, you know, it all worked out for me, thankfully. And the the other thing that you know was really I was really curious about is you get to Duke, you know, obviously you're you're still pretty new at football, you know, only starting in eighth grade, and I'm sure that eighth ninth grade year you're still kind of learning. So it's not like you were like a guy who'd been playing football since he was eight years old. It was eighth grade. So you're still probably developing. When, when at that point at Duke, did you kind of realize like, okay, I have the ability and I have the skill set to take this to the next level to the NFL. It, it probably wasn't that freshman year for you. Did it click later on in your career? Like when was that point where the light went off and like, okay, this could be a career, you know, for me. Um, you know, sophomore year, I would say was it for me. Um, I didn't have the greatest of years, but I like, learned a lot from that year and um you know that prepared me for the junior year and um, increasing my productivity my my junior year and my senior year so sophomore year really helped me out um you know I think I had about three two or two and a half sacks or three sacks that year but um and I missed a lot of those sacks but just like getting another chance to like learn the game you know go against tough competition in the ACC of course and um you know just playing big time football like just learning the plays getting more familiar with the plays and, um, you know, playing with my teammates and getting more familiar with them really helped me improve my game. And um, by my junior year, I, w- I had more confidence going into the season. I knew what to expect. Um, I felt like a leader because that was my third year in the program as a starter. And um, I just felt like sophomore year really helped me transition my game to another level going into my junior year. Yeah, and when we talk about, you know, progressing as a player, we, we always ask, you know, the guys that we talk to, were there any guys at the NFL level that you looked at or, or you sit down and you watch film on? Is there one guy? Is it a, a group of guys? Or is it just if you see a pass rush move from a dude, you go and watch that? Um, I'm the type of guy, like, I, I like to study. I'm a student of the game. I like to study all types of pass rushers, you know, Khalil Mag. Um, Nick Bosa, all those guys, Von Miller, you know, um, I like to study all those guys. When I see a guy doing something, even Cam Jordan, you know, the guys like that, guys doing it at the top level in the NFL, you feel me? I want to get there. I want to see what, how, how they do it. I want to see what they're doing, and I can add that to my game. So just, like, taking pieces of, from each person's game and adding it to my own, whichever one fits my style of play, that's how I better myself as a pass rusher and as a football player. And so the other question I'm going to ask every single pass rusher we talk to is when you're going up against an offensive tackle and you hit a pass rush move, what is the most satisfying rush move to actually pull off on an offensive tackle? Oh, that's an easy one. <laughs> the most satisfying is when you run through your face, a long arm. You, All right. <laughs> but, you know, I try to hit one of those at least every game. Yeah. Um, when you put another grown man on his butt, you know, that's a good feeling. Like, you feel strong. You feel like you're accomplished. And at that point, you're in his head. So you could like, really work anything off of that. So that's, that's the best. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. That's what I was going to say. When I, watch your, when I watch your tape, I'll see, like, early in the game, you'll threaten the edge a lot with just speed. You know, first step, quickness, speed. And then you can see, like, 
you know, obviously you watch the game, you go back through, you watch it again. You can like put it, I, I can put it in my head and be like, okay, he's getting ready to set up the, the long arm chop. And then he's getting ready to set up the, you know, you'll come inside with your swim move. And it's like, you, you can see that you have a plan throughout the game to kind of set guys up a speed outside and then slowly work your way to the, you know, inside. And then you'll bounce back out outside. And that's when I feel like you kind of got the offensive tackle right where you want them is when they think they've had you set up, you know, for outside speed the whole game. And now you're showing swim and rip moves to the inside. Now they're like, okay, which way is he going to go? And that was a really cool thing. I liked watching your tape is I felt like you had a plan throughout a game to rush the passer to where you get, you know, in those, those clutch situations they don't really know what's coming well early in the game you might you might not be in the quarterback's lap every time but it's just a plan that you have in place to kind of set up that that pass rush throughout the game for sure I like the long arm too the long arm you you do that long arm and, and you you send some guys back into the quarterback's lap it's it's you know I'm interested do you, you know as far as your arm length and everything like that I'm interested to see how your arms you know measure out because you know, really, I look at your game and I'm like, he might not be the longest guy, but it works for him. And I don't know if it's a leverage thing or what it is, but you you look like a guy who doesn't have that super freakish arm length, but your length does work to your advantage when you rush the passer. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I would say I'm a really powerful pass rusher. And also I have speed off the edge. So I would say I'm like, I have the complete package, not trying to brag on myself. But right. I, I would say I could- to switch it up as a pass rusher depending on who I'm going against. So when I first started diving into your tape, the first, you know, one of the first plays that pops up is the 2017 tip pass interception you <laughs> run back. Is that the biggest play of your Duke career? Do you have something that's more, you know, um, than that? Yeah, I'll probably say that was one of my favorite plays at Duke because um, it was on my birthday and um, I think it was on my 18th birthday. And um, my family was there, so it was just a great feeling, you know, getting to touch the ball. That was one of the few times I got to touch the ball. Um, and I actually got to run with the ball two times that game. Um, it was, I think it was a blood extra point that I um, scooped up and I tried to score. I mean, of course, I didn't score, but, yeah, it was just a good feeling. I, I'll say that's one of the best plays I had at Duke as, as a young freshman. It, it gave me a lot of confidence and a lot of motivation to keep going. Cool, cool. Nice. Uh, so I, I think, you know, moving into, you know, getting into this draft cycle a little bit, obviously with what's going on in the world right now, things are a little bit turned on their he- on its head. What is the training like in this COVID world? Is it all, you know, all you guys spread out together? How big, you know, of a group are you guys able to have down there where you're training? Um, is it more one-on-one time? And, you know, what are you doing right now? Is it mostly combine training, getting ready, you know, figuring out your technique for the 40 and things like that? Or are you doing more personal, you know, pass rush, uh, defensive type of stuff? Yeah, where I'm at training, they do, they do a good job with the protocols and stuff like that. The groups are really, really small. And um, like every guy like in the facility are like trustworthy guys. They know what they're doing off the field. So, they're not out there just, like, hanging around like a lot of people. They're, like, focused, you know, locked in to the um, whole situation. So, um, yeah, the groups are really small. Um, um, Pete, our trainer, does a great job, you know, keeping the group smart and, like, training us. We're spread out, mask on, stuff like that. So they do everything right as far as this um, whole pandemic. And also, um, as far as, like, training and stuff, 
Yeah, we're mostly focused on like combine stuff, 40, um, shuttle, L drill, stuff like that. And also we have a D-line coach. Um, he trains us with our hands, been in the corner, like having to rush in with a plan and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's a complete package here. And, um, you know, we're getting after it. Nice. Have, uh, have you guys done any mock combines yet or – um, not yet. Like this is, um, we're halfway through our second week, so we're still like just going gotcha. through the. Yeah. Yeah. What right. What do you What do they? I know you said that you guys have a D line coach in there working on hand technique, you know, moves, plans, stuff like that. What's What's kind of the one thing that you're putting your focus on this this off season to maybe get better at? You know, to show coaches at your pro day or, you know, combine if if, if that happens. You know, what's the one thing that you're kind of putting your focus into and trying to get better at throughout this offseason to prove to NFL teams that, like, yeah, I might not have shown this a lot at Duke, but I have the ability to do this or show you this? Um, Yeah, like, as a pass rusher, as an edge player, you can never start working on your hands, battling hands. Um, that's one thing we really focused on. Also, just getting off the ball, showing explosion off the line of scrimmage, and um, just bending the corner that's one that's one thing we're um, showing a lot of um I showed a lot of that on my film but um if I'm able to get it in front of coaches that's one thing I really want to show them I could do as a pastor yeah something I've always wondered about I, I don't know why I've never asked this uh, <laughs> for edge rushers especially flexibility is so huge do you have a, a stretching regiment do you do yoga like how how do you work on your flexibility as a pass rusher Oh, yeah, stretching is really important. And um, I kind of learned this, like, later in the process. Like, once I got to college, that's when I learned it. I wish I knew all through high school. But stretching your hips, I, I take, like, time before I go to sleep every night to stretch. Um, also, training in our training facility, we do a lot of stretches, corrective work, you know, ankle stretches, because that's uh, bend. The bend as a defensive end comes from your hips, a lot of from your hips and your ankles. Ankle and, flexion ankles really help you bend that corner and um, get that sack and um, shorten that edge quicker. So um, that's that's part of my routine. And um, I've like I've been doing it for like about four like four to five years now, and um, it's been working for me. So yeah, I'm gonna keep it going. I got two more questions, Dalton. I don't know how many more you got, but uh, the one thing I want to ask you is that Duke, you played out of a three-point stance, a four-point stance, and a two-point stance sometimes. Uh, you kind of moved around a lot, rushed from all those different stances. Is there one that you're more comfortable in rushing the passer from, or you kind of you have that versatility to you know play as a stand-up outside linebacker, put your hand in the ground, play as a 4-3 guy? What's your um, story behind that? Yeah, I'm uncomfortable um, with all, all three of them. Um, I feel like I could fit into a 4-3 scheme as a true defensive end or a 3-4 scheme as an outside linebacker. I feel the rush of passer, I also could drop in coverage. Uh, that's a lot. That's one thing I really didn't show at Duke a lot. But I feel like if I'm given the opportunity to do that, I'm, I'm sure I can. Yeah, that's one of the reasons I asked because I saw you rush the passer a lot about the two-point stance standing up, but you didn't you didn't drop into coverage a whole lot on tape, so I didn't know if it was something. That's kind of what, you know, I, I assume that's one thing you want to prove, you know, throughout this process is I'm not just a, you know, pass rusher in a 4-3. You can, you can play me an outside linebacker and drop into coverage. I can cover space, all that. So, um, and then my final question is, is I always like to ask this question too, is, you know, for, for guys who don't know who you are, if they haven't watched you yet, you know, just a casual fan who gets into the NFL draft on draft night, their team drafts you, what are they going to get in, in, in yourself? Um, first and foremost, they're going to get a hard worker. You know, that's the biggest, that's my biggest straight. 
I want to be the best guy on the field at all times. I might not be, but I'll I'll give all I got. I'll go against the t the best guy no matter what. I'll give him all I got. So that's the biggest thing. Just a hard worker. I'm a tough guy. I'm a pass rusher. I could play the run and the pass. Um, I'm a true edge defender. I could play outside linebacker, defensive end. So I'm a, I'm a football player at the end of the day. Um, you know, I'm not the type of guy that you just label as one thing. I could do a lot. I could. I'm a type of player that wants the best for the team, and I'm willing to do whatever it is for the team to win. And when I go to the NFL, hopefully I get, I'm able to help the team win a Super Bowl. That's the biggest thing. All right, so I think I got two more questions, and I think we can let you go and get on with your evening. Um, one, you were just talking about you want to go up against the biggest, baddest dudes you can. Who was the – the biggest asshole as an <laughs> offensive tackle that you faced in college? Asshole? Mm. <laughs> to be honest, I couldn't answer that question. I don't – It's a lot of guys didn't really talk. Like, no, really? Really, not really. You, but, you got a little chippy with them Notre Dame. Some of those Notre Dame games I watched, you guys were you guys were playing through the whistle a little bit on both ends. Uh, yeah, I mean, they didn't really uh, – the left tackle, he didn't really say a lot. Like, he was he was funny. He like joked around a lot, but he didn't. <laughs> he was a tough player, but he didn't like really. He wasn't really an asshole. He's just like a, a football player, a tough football. Player. So and so was, who so who was the best offensive tackle in your opinion that you got to go up against? You played some good ones. <laughs> I know. That's why I asked him. He played <laughs> Alabama last year, and and that dude. What's that? Since I've been at Duke, or yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah. unless you got, somebody... I, I don't want you to. Yeah, I mean, I don't want you to think too hard here, but yeah, it's, just the it's first tough. name that pops into your mind. I mean, it's tough. You guys, I mean, you guys know who the top guys are, so I mean, y'all can answer that for yourself. <laughs> You're not trying to make any enemies, right? Uh, y'all go about it. <laughs> um, it's, and then my, my the tackles, offensive line. So I mean, you yeah, can go ahead. yeah. So. My last question, you know, we, you, you talked about him very, very briefly, but Coach Cut, I am so intrigued by everything about that man. You know, I always have been. I'm a quarterback guy myself. What is Coach Cut like on, from just the day-to-day the -day standpoint of things? <laughs> you know, Coach Cut, he's the man, man. You know, he's a great coach. He's one of the main reasons I went to Duke. Um, you know, just his interaction with me and my family. It was a no-brainer. Like, once we got home, like, I was about to come in on the spot, but I chose to wait a little longer. But Coach Cut is a he's a class act. He's just a good man. He's a good coach. He wants the best for every guy that he coaches. You know, if it, if you face a problem, if you just need to call him, you're going through something, you know, he's going to, like, talk you, educate you, give you advice. And, um, you know, he wants the best for everybody. And, like, he's been doing this for a long time, you know. And – you could call or ask anybody he's coached. Um, they would say the same thing. So he's just one of the best. He's one of the best coaches, not just as far as football, but as far as, like, treating you as a man and, like, making you – helping you become a man on and off the field. Well, cool, man. We, we really do appreciate having you on, Victor. It was, you know, great interview. Uh, guy we really like to watch the tape of. Like you said, your, your effort is tremendous. Your pass rush plan is tremendous. Um, can't wait to see, you know, pro days combines, which tests like, and, and really see you kind of grow these next few months because it's, it's always a, 
you know, this, this off season that we were talking about the other day, but like this off season so much crazier than last because this time last year, you know, coronavirus wasn't around until March. So we were like talking to guys they were preparing for combines pro days, you know, it, it's just, it's been such a crazy hectic year. So we always cherish, we get to talk to you guys, hear y'all story and, 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 you know, see you guys grow over these next few months and then watch it throughout the NFL for the next decade, two decades, hopefully. So we appreciate you coming on, talking to us, and hopefully we can maybe have have you back on later on in this process. For sure, appreciate it. Yes, sir. We were on with Victor Dimukeji, the Duke edge rusher. Uh, really appreciate him coming on. We appreciate everyone for listening. We'll be back next week on Talking the Draft. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks, Victor, a lot for coming on. Thanks so much. We'll see you guys next week.